It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. People seem to forget if you change today, today will change your life. One, two, three. And we are live. Welcome to the next episode of the Self Belief Chief Podcast. You're here with life coach David Holman. And today I talk to the founders of Mellow Jersey, which are a cycling tour company that help plan all the logistics and do all the admin for riders to travel around to lots of European destinations. And what you're going to hear on this podcast is some really heartwarming stories, the journey in terms of them setting up their own business, but also a bit more about the business itself. And, you know, my dad has personally used them and I know how warm and how enthusiastic and how much they care for their riders or clients. And so really, if you want to build your own brand, a brand which really gets people who are raving fans, people who are really attracted to what they do and get sort of, you know, how how to get returning clients like these guys do, then this will be a great episode for you. Hi, Emma and Tony. How are you both doing? Hello, we're very well, thanks. Enjoying the lead up to Christmas. Yes, well, yes, very hectic time of year. But uh, I really appreciate you both joining and I certainly found find what you do very, very interesting. And I think for my listeners in particular, a lot of them are, are looking for ways to transition from what they're doing to something else or that passion or whatever it might be. And you both have sort of had that kind of background of doing something else, but then really tapping into what you're really passionate about so where i wanted to start this conversation really just hear as much from as both of you as possible is for those people that they find that thing where it hits them in the heart rather than the head they don't sort of think about it it just sort of lights them up immediately and they find that thing but it's it's also a terrifying prospect to, to transfer to it you know you both found that with this business mellow jersey and i just would love to hear first and foremost what got you into it your enjoyment around cycling and what pushed you over the edge to to get going with this business okay but i'll start probably because i was kind of the first person to get started with mellow jersey tony joined me slightly further down the line but my background is um management consultancy so i worked in london for a number of years and you know enjoyed a really you know a good job with a good income um you know, a, a challenging job and, and in many ways quite enjoyable in terms of a really good career move, but got to the point where I was still sitting in there in the office every day thinking, oh gosh, like, you know, I really can't see myself doing this forever. You know, why am I doing this now? And essentially just doing that job to have the funds and then the time to do the stuff that I really enjoyed in my life. So historically, I'm, I've come from a rowing background, so I used to row quite competitively okay. and then and then I transitioned into cycling like a lot of other rowers do when they retire from rowing, um, mainly as a way to keep fit and continue eating vast amounts of food without <laughs> to a beach whale. Um, and then basically, 
you know, left that management consulting job with initially no plan about what to do next. I knew that, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't going to be the job for me forever and just thought, right, well, I'm going to have to make a, a stark change to do something completely different. And um, initially just went to do something fun and went, you know, followed my, my passion and love of sport and travel and went and worked abroad over in Mallorca as a, as a ride leader, as a, as a kind of cycle guide. And then from that point carried on and set up the business but it was very much a it wasn't a light bulb moment of right this is what I want to do I've always loved cycling mm -hmm. you know it, it just kind of found its way through trying different avenues mm -hmm. and Tony's got a similar story really so uh, yeah yeah to, to a vast extent it's, it's the same story really um I um did a Land's End um sort of ride as a customer um, many many moons ago and uh, one of the things that struck me was the uh, amount of um, energy I, I could see bouncing off the people that were running that trip and mm. people that were the cycling guides on that tour were just so full of energy and so happy and you know clearly worked very long hours but just you know, when, when you got to that finish post you could see that they were just so super excited for everyone and being part of the energy that, that you know uh, completing a, uh, a ride like that sort of generates um, so that, that, that stuck with me as much as the, the ride was incredible for me it stuck with me that um, you know, the, these guys are obviously loving their jobs. Um, fast forward then to me, six or seven years later, being in a, a project management role, um, you know, caught in the corporate world, um, having just completed a financial year where we'd hit a very, very tough set of targets um, uh, and uh, sort of being in a boardroom the next day. Having had praise heaped upon us the previous day, we were in the boardroom, then being told that we weren't good enough, and start <laughs> again. So uh, I kind of took that moment to think, well, you know, why have I slugged my guts out? You know, we've, we've achieved this sort of milestone, we got there, and ultimately, what have we achieved? We've achieved a number on a on on, on the bottom of a spreadsheet, and and you know, that number is no longer good enough. So we're, we're starting yeah. from from afresh again, you know, no one, no one remembers yesterday in, in, in that respect. So um, it was just a case of, you know, I'm, I'm putting these long hours in and, you know, you know for what end really, um, I need to make a change. And similar to, to what Emma said, really, um, the, the cycle guiding was, was an, an avenue for me to, to go and pursue. I never intended it to become what it, what it has become, but, you know, serendipity, brought Emma and I together after I'd spent two years working as a freelance cycle guide for other companies. Um, uh, we, we found ourselves together in the, in the French Alps and um, that's kind of where, you know, this, this mellow Jersey adventure has sort of grown legs even more for me. And um, yeah, it's just become, that, that's become the passion now. Awesome. So, I mean, when you're going through the stages of, of, of setting this up, so, you, you, you know, the idea comes in your head, you think, actually, this is something that could work. I guess, first and foremost, you know, a lot of people, when they're trying to organize or set up something for themselves or they want to do their own business, what really lacks, what really lets them down is sort of the market research element of it. And so how did you go about, obviously, you know, you're, you're in the cycling environments, you can see that, you can see what people like and all of that stuff. But you know, when it comes to market research, how did you go about it? How did you go about kind of realizing that actually there is a space for Mellow Jersey to enter where we can actually, you know, not only set ourselves up, but actually 
contribute and help other people in a way that it sounds like you weren't able to do necessarily in your corporate job. So, you know, how, yeah. from that research, where, how did you see the demand there? Well, I'd love to sit down, sit here and say, oh, I went about this in a really structured fashion. <laughs> all that knowledge that I got when I was management consulting, you know, into practice and, and did it really diligently. But the reality of it is that just wasn't the way mm -hmm. it went. So, um, I, uh, essentially I loved what I was doing when I was in New York working for somebody else and um, I just thought you know I, this is what I really want to do I need to you know create something or create a gap that I can carry on doing this and keep living this lifestyle mm -hmm. and I think there's a, a lot to be said for if you are you know really enjoying what you do that you will bring people along with you on that journey so yeah, it's lovely. Like, for, me, for me it was just a case of carrying on doing that and trying to find my own kind of tribe as you say of, of people that were keen to come and do it with me so um i mean as as it developed over it has kind of developed over time and i've, I've looked at it with a bit more of a strategic focus but there was immediately identified a, a bit of a gap in the market on the women's cycling side of things so mm -hmm. see cycling has been quite historically very male dominated so mm -hmm. it's probably the only place where you ever go as a woman where you don't have to keep for the toilets when you go for a cycling <laughs> which is amazing um but the level of women's participation participation in cycling has really increased recently which is um you know which is great in terms of getting ladies into the sport and also seeing you know the positive impact it has on kind of self-confidence you know getting fitter challenging themselves by climbing these mountains um and you know i saw a lot when i was in new york there was lots of kind of big groups of people and especially the more the fitter kind of more um experienced female riders would generally be riding on their own with a group of guys i thought well there's got to be you know a way to bring these kind of ladies together to train together and um you know really enjoy riding with a group of like-minded ladies so put kind of a lady cycling camp together in Mallorca and had great feedback and I've continued to run those since and we're now kind of branching out and running ladies trips in other destinations like the Alps for example and they're just a really great environment I think you know it brings people together there's they're always very supportive really fun it's always a really supportive environment um, and I just I just really enjoy doing them um, so that's kind of where that developed for in terms of the niche okay. but and I think especially as Tony and I have come together and started creating, um, you know, the, an atmosphere on the tours that it's essentially a very friendly environment. So we, we, we've actually, you know, we just enjoy spending time with our clients and enjoy riding with them. And I think as that develops, people kind of go home and they tell their friends. But I think as much as the market research in terms of strategically looking at it, it's more just this is what we love to do and like to bring other people along with us. So it's, it's, okay. So really, yeah. I just wanted to ask you about maybe some of the tough times at the beginning, some of the doubts that you had, maybe some of the fears that you had about being able to do this and some of the problems that you stumbled along the way. Yeah, I wish you only had to ride that roller coaster once. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Getting back yes. on and off again. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely, in the beginning, I think for me it was first of all the initial scare you know moment where you think oh my god this is ridiculous i'm leaving behind this job that pays me a really good yeah. salary um and i'm basically going to be uh earning very little and working harder than i've ever worked um and i still feel like that sometimes i think yeah. you know I, I can't believe i'm you know earning like less than a quarter of what i used to earn and working probably four times as hard but then it, it never feels as bad when you're doing it for yourself i think when you have a bit sure. of a sense of direction sure. and, and know where you're going but i think 
yeah I mean the beginning for me was constant thinking am I doing the right thing this is you know what why am I doing this and then there's one little thing that happens that I think gave me the reassurance that you know, think you think actually no it is going to be okay like say for example like you get a couple of people book on or you get a new inquiry or and that's how it was in the early days you know just seeing that a couple of bookings coming in and thinking okay great that that trip's going to be able to run now that's yeah. great and then the validation that it goes really well and people then go away and tell their friends and comes back and it starts to grow and you think i see maybe we can do this but i think there's always that demon in the back of my head that, that still comes around now thinking oh you know are we doing the right thing mm-hmm. um but then it just kind of goes up and down doesn't it but, yeah, yeah. towards the, 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 the back end of the season yeah exactly <laughs> and then we have a bit of time off and then we're refreshing and ready to go yeah. um but i think me the, the feeling that i'm doing something that is true to myself has been a, a constant reminder of thinking yeah i'm on the right track um, because i used to constantly sit in my job and think this isn't me i'm having to put on a certain personality and there's yeah. you know, a certain degree of confidence and thinking this is this is me i'm being myself and i'm and that makes me know that it's the right thing and i mean talking completely honestly and openly i think in the back of my mind there's certain times where i have to just to you know calm myself down with all think right well if it's not working out by the end of this year then we'll make a decision and we'll change it who knows how long we'll do this for yeah, or sure. you know, what the situation is like you know it's not you can change things as many times as you need in life yeah, can't you? Yeah, but for now yeah. it's you know we're having a good time you know we're meeting some amazing people and it's it feels like the right thing to do mm. at the moment yeah and i and i really urge people you know and we've all we all go through the points in our life where we it can feel quite tiring and exhausting and i work with people in numerous different areas where they're just they're tired of their their either their job or the grind or their schedule or whatever and it just beats them down all of the time and one of the things i say to people and it sounds like <laughs> this is where you both are at the moment which is that or sort of on the good side of this which is that a lot of people are pushing themselves constantly to move they're pushing themselves to get up they're pushing themselves to go and do this they're pushing themselves to go and do that and push whenever you have to push yourself it's tiring it's exhausting it's disheartening when you find something like you two have found it pulls you and when you get pulled it gives you energy and it and hopefully gives you a a boost and hopefully it pulls you through those tough times it sounds like so when it is difficult, when you're not, you know, it's not um, the safe corporate job, earning X amount of money, knowing where the money's coming from and all of that stuff, you sort of wonder, well, what actually gets me through it? And I guess what gets people like us through it is you're being pulled into doing what you do. And so, you know, Definitely. when it's an it element comes- as well as just thinking about not having any regrets, like yeah. I knew I'd always wanted to try and set up a business. So you just yeah. think, well, there's no time like the present is there, but yeah. You know, I'm going to give this a go and then you know, for some reason it doesn't work out and you think well at least you know, I've done my very best and I've tried the best I can yeah absolutely and uh, I just want to just change tact a little bit where you know I have a lot of people who speak to me about kind of work-life balance and yeah. specifically <laughs> yeah what's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly well well that well it's well it's interesting you say that because I I'm of the opinion that I don't believe in work-life balance particularly. And what I mean by that is, you know, to find something that kind of meets all your needs at the same time where actually, and a lot of people, when they say work-life balance, they're talking specifically about a partner or spouse and actually the time that they get or don't get. 
because of what they do. And I believe a bit more in work-life integration, which is that if you've got a way to integrate your passions into your job, which can be shared between two people, that's a, that's a, a really good way to go about it, a really good compromise. Now, I'm not saying work-life integration is possible for everyone. I'm not saying it's an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. I just want to really get your opinion, if you don't mind, in terms of actually how you find working together. You know, how, you know I don't know how much time you spend together actually working on the things <laughs> together, but how, does that, how, how easy or not easy is that? Um, it's, 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 clearly, as Emma sits next to me, it's the, the easiest thing in the world. Be honest. But no, I mean, to be honest, that question is obviously you're going to have challenging times when you spend 24 hours a day in each other's company, and um, you know it's not a case of there are no definitive lines between you know. Um, at 7.30 in the morning saying, okay, see you later, I'm off to work, and at 6.30 in the evening coming back and yeah. you know, preparing an evening meal together. You know, there are no defining lines. You know, the, uh, the, the business is, is this thing that's ever-present. You know, we constantly are kind of you know, either discussing something relating to um, the business and something that's come in and, you know, our, our, uh, asking each other each other's opinion on X, Y, Z to do with the business. Um, but at the same time, our lives uh, continue um, um, in, in, in every other aspect. So um, I, I think that's what you said about integration is very interesting because I think that you can be forgiven for sort of beating yourself down and saying there is no work-life balance, like don't give ourselves enough time for each other or for, for this or that. But, but actually, you're giving each other that time constantly. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, for for example, we just spent what ninety three days we worked out in a row in each other's company for twenty four hours of every wake, basically every waking and sleeping minute we were in each other's company. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, it, it went by like a flash. Uh, yes, there were moments where we you know, probably wanted to kill each other, but in the, in the same uh, and opposite, there were plenty of times where it was just great to be in each other's company and, and, and great to be continually looking back and thinking, like, look at what we've achieved this year, look at what we've actually done, look at what we're actually doing, look at what we're, we're, we're um, able to do going forward. Yeah. I like that concept though about work-life integration. It's like, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't it? They say you do something that you really love for, for work and then, you know, essentially doing something that you're passionate about. But then on the flip side, when that becomes your work, it's no longer your hobby. So it's, it it's takes point. away yeah. that element of it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I say that we, we, we've worked really, really hard, but then we're really lucky in the fact that we've spent this year in some amazing places with amazing people. And that, mm. it's, I mean, sometimes it, you can, you know, <laughs> sometimes they all it doesn't even feel like work but then there's sometimes where it really does sure. <laughs> yeah. um, overall on, on the balance like going back to the whole balance thing you think you you know sometimes I have to take a step back and think well actually like we could be just sat in an office every day and mm. and we're not we're in some amazing places and it's showing and helping people have amazing adventures so mm. it's ever, definitely a balance. I mean for me personally I sometimes find myself you know you, you you work so hard or do so many hours that you get to the point where you're almost so in the work that actually you almost forget the the strategic element of it and that it does take well either someone or it takes you to just sort of almost 
click your fingers at one point and go, what am I doing? Like I'm all, I'm just working, working, working. And actually mm-hmm. I could be saving myself some time here by just stepping away so I can see the whole picture again. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's very hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. And so mm-hmm. how do you find that aspect of it in terms of, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of work goes into it. It sounds like you get the opportunity to step away to a certain extent when you actually get to go on the, uh, on the trips and the adventures. So that must really help to a certain degree. But how easy do you find it to almost step in and step out of the work, if that makes sense? It's difficult because we're, we, we're together and there's always an opportunity to say, oh, have we thought about this? Have we thought about that? Mm-hmm. I think one thing I've learned, especially this year, so we're currently, we just come to the end of year three, is that what you did in the beginning doesn't necessarily work now and it's having sure. to constantly change and sure. adapt the, um, you know, your approach. So say, for example, year one, we did three trips so I had all the time in the world in between to well, a work a different job and earn some money or and b um just plan and get ready for that whereas mm. you know these this year we did a lot more trips, trips. Two trips between us um wow. in different forms either freelancing or with Melody Jersey and you don't have that time so now you're thinking right we're gonna have to adapt again and think right for us to keep moving forward and have the time to do that strategic stuff and looking and planning and and looking where the business is going and getting more business and contracts you know maybe we won't be going on all the trips all the time or maybe we you know we need Mm. to do things a bit smarter and and constantly trying to think about that it's it's consciously finding the time and accepting that's not a waste of time that there is always a million things to do but that stuff is still you know just as important to to work as efficiently as you can yeah i mean Sorry, in terms of sort of stepping in and stepping out of, of it, I think um, the, there is a degree of reining each other in at times as well, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't need much reining. Well, I was being polite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Emma um, certainly, you know, can never be accused of being worked hard. You know, she will, she will work till... You know, well, every week, waking minute, she'll be doing something or other. Uh, yeah. I think you know uh, the lessons to be learned again from this year is is sort of just knowing when to say right, it's time to take a break from from this and step away from it altogether, mm-hmm. um, just so you can be refreshed and renewed. And yeah. again, and you know, to coin the phrase work life balance, I think it, yeah, you just need to find that equilibrium. You need to find you need to be able to step away from it to be able to appreciate a what you've achieved be um what you're doing right now and see you know where that's going to take going forward i think you definitely need to sort of be able to come away from it to to, to gain a perspective yeah i think that, that comes from yeah just understanding <laughs> each other's uh, limit points okay all right well I, i'm sure over the years you've learned where they are so uh we, we won't we won't pry into that one but um but uh <laughs> so i mean you mentioned about you know 32 different places i mean that that is crazy i mean just sort of out stepping outside of the work element of it tell, tell me about some of your favorite places that you've been to um, well i think for me mallorca will always be special so that's where our tours um started that's where our base kind of still is so we spend a lot of the time yet there we're, we're there from february through to may and then again in september and october um so for me that that element of it is is probably really special and always will be um what about you tony 
Uh, for me, the, the, the French Alps hold a pretty special place for me. Um, just it was the first real kind of alpine adventure that I went on as a cyclist, um, not 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 as a you know running a tour, but as a as a you know for my hobby. And then to return to be able to return to that um, that area, you know, running a trip um, has been golden um it's a, it's a wonderful part of the world for me and i really love kind of taking people there for the first time and showing it off to them mm-hmm. yeah so the, the french alps for me is yeah that's probably the most special place and we met there oh let's not forget that <laughs> yeah you've got to mention that <laughs> i was waiting for them to <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, so yeah. i mean well so some of what what really makes a difference, I think, for the bit, I think, uh, I think it was you, Emma, who mentioned this, which is that kind of um, the validity when you when you start to see, you know, okay, so people are joining this trip, so and and people like what we're doing, and you know, as much as we want all want to be able to, you know, find our own self love and self happiness and be able to be, you know, self confident, and we we give all of that stuff to ourselves. When it comes to business. Of course, it's very hard to do that because you you need the valid you know validation of the people you're providing a service to, and so I know what must have been a motivating factor for both of you is when you heard some of those either initial clients or clients along the way where it maybe meant a bit more to them than it does for you know every other client if that makes sense it, it sort of you know was either a bit of escapism or it was just something where you just remember specifically what they said and obviously you don't need to tell me any specific names of clients but i mean do you have any sort of moments that really stick out for you where someone even if it wasn't a client or someone else you just got the sort of piece of a validation that you needed at the right time that just meant you know what we are doing the right thing this does work and and it sort of fueled you to keep going yeah i think one of them for me is we've got um one of the ladies council group, a couple of ladies who um has come out on a trip and then I mean this is the joys of like social media isn't it as well you see them going yes, home after the yes. trip and they've basically they're posting loads of pictures they've got the cycling bug and they're doing loads of riding and then you know another one of their friends came back and said oh you know that trip you know just gave them the bug they're just both obsessed like they're doing so much riding you just think oh it's great like giving people the inspiration and the experiences to really you know have amazing adventures of their own and then but well, a big thing for me as well is seeing our clients kind of catching up in between trip we're, we're really lucky that we've got quite a high repeat client ratio a lot okay. we see a lot of our clients again which is amazing so um but just seeing them catching up with each other in between trips and interacting on social media and just think all oh, these are you know great friendships that we're that we're seeing developed which is amazing mm. what, what about you Tony? uh yeah hadn't done the, the one moment for this year the defined moment for this year was uh, actually on the uh, the last trip of the season, um, uh, a lady who we'd met back in March, um, uh, fan- that just an, a wonderful and inspiring lady, um, was, was diagnosed um, uh, with a life-changing illness uh, earlier in the year. Uh, and she came back out in October to do, to do a camp, having uh, deteriorated somewhat uh, physically. Um, wasn't as able to, to, to ride the bike as, as she was, but came out to the camp anyway and just just surprised herself in terms of how much she was able to do. So there was one particular climb in Mallorca um, that was probably the, probably the toughest 
well, one of the toughest of the uh, of the whole trip. And she got to the top, and I'd I kind of ridden up with her, mm-hmm. and uh, her friend had waited at the top. So the rest of the group had gone on, but she waited at the top. Her friend. And I was there to, oh. to experience the two of them just like embracing each other because uh, the, the, the lady had you know, achieved something that she definitely didn't think she was able to, to achieve. And just the rush the, 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 of, of raw human emotion seeing the two of them just like you know, sharing this moment together and also involving me in that moment as well. And the gratitude that I got for kind of like helping, um, you know, just, just, just being there to support her getting up to the top of the climb. It's, yeah, that, that's been, you know, going, going back to the bottom line of the spreadsheet of my corporate career, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the targets that were set compared with being able to be part of that kind of moment it's beyond comparison you know that that yeah. reinforced it all for me well similarly riding with daddy ron and his buddies <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for people who are listening my dad um, yeah so tell well well you know dad he'll listen to this at some point so so talk to me uh talk to me about him and the crew okay now now that, that's great now tell me what you really feel <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but honestly that, that was an amazing so um for anyone that's listening so david's dad ron has got an amazing friend tony and their friend colin so tony has parkinson's and um i was lucky enough to ride with them on day one of where the roses coast to coast uk um in, day, yeah, in august august, august, august yeah. which you would expect to be sunny which was in reality the wettest day i think i've ever spent on my bicycle <laughs> but seeing um tony being absolutely an absolute trooper and um and completing that day which is a challenging day for any cyclist um was incredible um, and just having a great day of chat with the three of them was, was yeah. just ace. Okay, yeah, real, real source of support for one another. And I think, you know, again, it's, it's, it's dead easy to, to forget kind of, you know, what cycling can do or what, what, what any challenge that someone sets themselves. It's very easy to, because you, you do so many trips, you see so many cyclists a, a, a year, um, it's, it's easy to kind of forget the, actually, what's the, the, um, the storyline of that particular person yeah. from you know booking onto a trip and then graduating to the training that's involved and then getting to the trip to then getting through the trip and what that means at the end. Yeah. To, to be part of that and to see you know, Tony's in particular, but also you know Ron and Colin's support of Tony getting through the trip and you know uh, the the friendship those three clearly share and the, the, the hardships that they've gone through with each other together, you know, Colin had um, his own hardships with um, his, mm. uh, his daughter who sadly lost and all that kind of stuff. But now these, these three have done these trips together. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all part of healing and, and just, just, it's just a wonderful thing to be, to be a to be privy to. And yeah, they were, they were great fun. And I had a, I had a, a, a fantastic chat with Ron about physics. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and uh, philosophy. It was, it, was, it was a strange old afternoon. Yeah, I was gonna say, the, 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 the physics met. The, the surprising operative word in there was fantastic conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it was no. It okay, was, no, that's, cool. that's cool. Tony's inner geek came out. That right. Okay. Okay. 
Cool. Okay, well, well yeah, we... you ruined it for yourself by having the by, by having the most warm break box I've ever seen any human being. <laughs> the double puncture, and I was right. Oh. Shocking. Well, I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed the experience with them, and I know it meant a lot. Uh, the the uh, the help that um, that you provided as well, and uh, I think you know it is one of those things. Uh, you mentioned Tony very important I think anyone who does their own thing when you do it over and over and over and over again where it becomes second nature to you and you just you know sometimes you go through the motions a little bit you still enjoy the experience but it, you know you, probably what to a certain extent all the sorts of things you had to do in your first year with your business you know a lot of them you can you may not you may not agree with this but a lot of them you probably do with your little finger now in terms of their stuff you didn't know but now you kind of got a grip on them and you kind of know how to deal with that xyz and so when you do things and it's second nature you do it over and over again where you lose as you mentioned tony that kind of sometimes you just get a little reminder or you just lose sight of the fact that it's second nature for you but not for everyone else and the fact that it's not second nature for everyone else and how much it means to them and that you're continuously there to to provide not just the service but really help with all these stories and mm. you know and i don't i don't know whether you know maybe you could shed some light on it when, when you started and you know that you enjoyed these sorts of experiences i mean when you started the business did you foresee that element of it or was it very much just you know oh, we love cycling we love cycling so that's cool and other people love cycling did you ever foresee the kind of experiences like you just mentioned um for me i think in the beginning, it was more just, I need to get out of what I'm doing now and I need to do something that I enjoy. Whereas as time's gone on, you realise that you know, there's obviously the stats that you can quote about what you've achieved in terms of like sure, financial sure. return yeah. or like people have bummed on seats, people on trips. But those experiences are the kind of things that make it really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So like similarly, we did a trip this summer for a hand cyclist who cycled from Land's End to John O'Groats, wow. um, who is an amazing man. And just the feeling of safely and successfully delivering them from one end of the country to the other mm-hmm. was amazing. And you just think, well, that outweighs anything else that we've achieved in terms of stats <laughs> over the yeah. years. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously everyone needs to earn a and a buck, don't they? True, but um, true, yeah. you know, those are the things that make the whole thing really worthwhile. And it's reflecting back on those things that that you really remember. Mm. Yeah. When you uh, when you have these these stories, or you get these heartwarming moments, or just you know you really enjoy the trip that you've been on, you've done all the planning, and then you finally get to go on it, and you have a you know a great time, and it's it's fun, it's exhilarating, all of that stuff. Tell me what the, you know, you, you get that heartwarming feeling the day or two after a trip. Okay. So you, you have those sorts of high, how long does the kind of, let's, let's call it the high last. How long does that high last? Does it, does the next day you're like, Oh, we've got to, we've got to plan the next thing. Is there, is there a bit of a come down? You know, how does it feel that like the two days afterwards, like I have no concept of what that must feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of if the van breaks down the way home. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, so it's, 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 I think this, this lifestyle, it, it kicks up everything. You know, I think you just need to, you definitely need to be on your toes and ready to deal with every situation as it happens, which, which can sometimes deflect from being able to sort of bask in the afterglow. I think um, 
Emma, hopefully you agree with this. Like as we look back on the season now, having sort of uh, decompressed, um, we can look back at it with an immense amount of pride. And the, the afterglow kind of comes back once you sort of, you know, you sat there to hear remember that day when, or you know, that kind of stuff over the over the season where you can really look back at it. At, at the time, in the moment, it's obviously wonderful, but. You've also got to be continually present to deal with what's in front of you. So it's a very, very fast-moving environment. So it's kind of the case of you know, uh, deliver a trip. You know, leave these guys with a wonderful set of memories, and hopefully they come back. But then you've got to back the nature of it, move on to the next trip. Very often, over the course of the summer, you'll finish one trip and then go straight on to the next without any break. So it's really difficult to sort of stay in that moment for very long because you've got to just reset the clock to start again. Okay. But that said, it definitely, like when the season's finished and you sat there, you know, with a glass of wine, you know, thinking, yeah, we did a good job, and yeah. being able to to replay those moments in your head, you know, they're, they're memories that will last for us as well as mm. people that we've sort of been there to help create them for as well. So, I think that's a really important point. And me personally, I mean, I have a, I use an application called Workflowy, which is basically a, a list function, and and every day I try and add something to that list which is sort of you know whether it's heart, types of heartwarming moments whether it's something very simple that you can be grateful for or whatever and you know through the toughest of times you mentioned about being able to sit back and reflect and that the reflection aspect is so important i can't stress to people how important that is um because otherwise you just you just miss all the things and you know the longer the time goes by since the event happened you sort of forget certain elements and you forget some of the pride and the joy and so the more times you can reflect the more times you can experience those feelings over and over again so for me personally i like to write it all down and just have a huge long list of all these things so that i can read through the list and kind of not forget anything and relive those moments so i think it's it's great that you guys get an opportunity to do that and so I think I'm sure a lot of people who'll be listening to this will be reflecting on this themselves and they'll be thinking, you know what, that thing I'm really passionate about, you know, there are the pitfalls at the highs, the lows, but actually that I'm craving that feeling that Emma and Tony are talking about. That's, that's the feeling I'm missing and they'll be able to feel that and recognize it. And so there isn't, I'm sure there isn't a definitive answer to the following question, but it'd be good to just get your opinion, which is, um when it comes to leaving your job when it comes to leaving the comfort or the certainty or the safety of the finance you know the income and all of this stuff to, to go and try and do something that you're passionate about that you feel that actually you will regret if you don't get the opportunity to to at least experience or do for a while when would you suggest is a good time a more opportune time or a, or a, an indicator that actually yeah now's the right time to leave your job now's the right time to try it or do you not even look at it as indicator did you, do you you know for you both you just kind of go you just have to have a compelling enough reason to go i have to do it now it's not just something i want to do i have to do it so if you're able to give any people some sort of indication on that front that might be really helpful for uh, letting people know when's the right time to actually take that little step or take that big step rather I think it's, yeah, it's got to be right for everyone individually, hasn't it? It's a really difficult question. For me, it was kind of that that period of thinking this is the wrong thing went on for far too long, like way too long, like a couple yeah. of years. And I, I found that as soon as I made that decision and I handed my notice in and I started on this journey, 
the whole thing just falls into place because once that security is gone it's gone and then you then just have to figure out a way to make it work and there will always be something that comes up at the yes. right time when yes. it's needed an opportunity that comes your way so for me it was a case of i went cold turkey from work i did that experience i set up my business and then from then i did i still did some contracting i still did a bit of freelance work mm -hmm. and a fixed term contract and you just think you know you, you find a way to make it work um it's just a case of that the hardest bit was sitting in that feeling of insecurity going oh is, am i doing the right thing is this the right thing should i do this should i do that have i got enough money to last me x amount of time but then the reality of it is once you've done it you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. um what do you think Tim? uh yeah i mean again i think it's there's if you're trying to come up with a succinct uh, sort of soundbite to say this is the time to press the button it's very difficult because i think it's different absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for me i think um if if the, the fear of waking up at 50 outweighs the fear of not getting paid at the end of the month then i think that's that's a pretty good start like yeah. you know waking up at 50 having been in the same job for, for 30 years and not not kind of gotten anything out of it you know then then if that if the fear of that is, is outweighed the, the fear of not getting paid and not having a dental plan then time times times now to, to jump um and you, there will never be a perfect time for it you can plan for it as much as you want but life has a way of getting in the way and, and you know, putting bumps along the road there'll never be a perfect time to do it um but as as emma rightly says you know once you've done it then you just then start finding your own way and you will always find uh, you know uh, the next opportunity because you you know you've got to go out and seek it so actually there's a couple of books that i read that were definitely instrumental in me coming to my decision so one of them okay. was by a lady called ros savage um who's an ocean rower i don't know if you're familiar with her david but she um basically wrote a book about her solo mission of crossing rowing across the atlantic ocean mm -hmm. and she wrote in her book that, that the way she came to her decision that she, she was married and in her 40s and had an amazing career and she basically sat down and wrote two versions of her own obituary which is kind of similar to what tony's saying but she wrote basically saying that um you know the obituary that she wanted when she died and the one that she was going to get if she carried on in yes. life in her current direction and it was amazing and then she quit she quit her job and rode the atlantic and took her life completely in a, wrong, in a different direction i was like wow she's amazing and then the other one was susan jeffers who wrote fear the fear and feel the fear and do it anyway yeah. and like sort of thinking well actually everyone feels like this like everyone's shit scared of quitting their job and like going into the unknown and just thinking well just got to give it a go and then you know the worst thing i've got is that it doesn't work out and i just go back to work again that's you know that's not when you put it like that it didn't seem that scary to me just thinking i'm not going to be unemployable ever again so it's worth worth giving it a go very very difficult question i really both those answers i think were, were very very useful and uh, very inspiring actually just listening to them personally but um so yeah really good answers one Great. Okay. So, and so I think they're, they're both really, really helpful and useful answers. And, you know, it's been, it's been one clearance conversation, but two in the emails that we exchanged and three from what my dad has had to say personally working with you, which is, as I said earlier, clearly very much care about the riders themselves. This isn't just some business of, or, you know, let's, 
it's not just about setting up a business and having a business and saying I own a business you very much care about the people that you work with and I think that's good that's abundantly clear for anyone who's listening and so you know in terms of like the the opportunities that you've provided for people before and in terms of you know what expectations are like on a you know on a trip what people should prepare for and and uh you know basically if, the, if, so, if someone listening was interested in, in in going on one of your trips what's the sort of typical timeline what's the sort of opportunities and what should they expect going on the trip in terms of what we offer uh, for for a trip yeah so for your yeah for your riders so you know i'd be i'll be interested in a minute to ask about what your your current events coming up will be um and you know people may want to go on those but just in terms of you know uh, let's say a standard uh, event or adventure that you're you're going on you know what can people expect and what should people prepare for and along those lines? Well, I think we, we go with the mantra that we, what we want to sort of focus on is, you know, allowing people um, the opportunity just to have to focus, just to want to be able to focus on the cycling okay. uh, and on the social aspects of it. So we try and take care of all of the admin uh, that's around a trip, all of the logistics that they need to uh, think about, we try to think about for them. So um, Riding your bike. Basically, yeah. you know, riding off having a time. But I mean, in Perfect. terms of specific destinations as such, like our main base, as I mentioned before, is in New York. Mm. So we do a series of fixed base tours over there. So you kind of stay in one hotel, you go on a ride every day, um, have some lunch out somewhere, on a coffee stop, for example, um, and then head back to the base to kind of chill out in the afternoon, get some sunshine, enjoy some food and a couple of drinks. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've basically, over the last few years, we've developed our offering outside of New York. So um, we're now running trips in the French Alps, um, both mixed and women's only. Um, we've also done tours to Sardinia and Italy. And then new for next year, we're doing a, a, a slightly different trip, actually, where we're going across the Pyrenees. So a kind of point to point across the Pyrenees in okay. September. So, yeah, we continue to add some destinations and change the profile. Um, and we also take people out to some European sportive, so big kind of mass participation cycling yeah, events yeah. where we'll essentially kind of look after you from the moment you touch down at the airport, take you to the, to the area, sort out your hotel, food, transport, and then you just have to rock up and have a great ride. So that's... Uh, that's the ethos of what we're offering really okay and so before before we sort of wrap up and it'd just be uh, be helpful to share where people can uh, can access these these rides or they can book onto these rides i would ask you a final question which is is there a place that you both have either that share the same place or both have in mind where you really would love to go that you haven't been able to go yet Oh, that's a good one. Mm, uh, I would like to get out to Norway at some point in the future. Okay. Oh, I've been there. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not that. so no, no, you're not going. So, uh, cycling wise, I think. Um, well, for me, I'd like to like to do a bit more in some of the UK that I haven't seen before. So a bit more up in Scotland um, and ride up there. I've done some of the riding up there as part of a Landsland to John O'Groats um, bike ride, but it's so beautiful up there. I'm keen to do keen to do more really. West coast, West coast of Scotland. Yeah, wonderful place. Wonderful. But yeah, Norway, well, Norway's amazing. They're good things. Okay, perfect. So. I just first I just want to say I, I really appreciate you both being on here and it, you know your enthusiasm really does shine through for people and I'm sure for a lot of people listening they can feel that enthusiasm and you know I, I always think exercise and community is a really powerful combination for one's 
kind of you know mental well-being i think it's really good for just you know life in general it really meets a lot of our basic human needs that we're all searching for and so if if people are really excited by those aspects if they're really excited about you know meeting people with a similar interest or they want to start a new adventure or they want to try something different or whatever motivations that they might have got from listening to this and they think yeah i really really want a piece of that where can they find you where they, where can they see your latest events going on on your next sure event? so full information available on the website so www.mellowjersey.co.uk or we're also on facebook and instagram so please do get in touch wonderful so I, I really suggest checking out mostly, well, in part because, uh, as, as has been mentioned a few times, my dad personally have, uh, has experience working with those. So I can say secondhand that uh, he certainly really enjoyed the one, the experience, but two, the, the support and the, the foundations that are laid out. And it does certainly sound like, you know, all your concerns in terms of if you're, if one of the things you hate about booking trips and adventures and all of this sorts of stuff is all the admin that comes with it, it sounds like it's very much handled for you as well so i think it's a really good opportunity so don't hesitate to get in touch with them if this is something where you think you're a point in your life where you think actually yeah i you know what i really would love to try that but aside from that emma and tony it's been a real pleasure speaking to both of you and uh, just say the work that you know the many stories that i've heard personally but also some of the ones that you've shared today are very heartwarming and i love meeting people who share a common goal in in really making a difference to other people's lives so i just wish you all the best going forward in the future and thank you for thank you for taking the time to uh, to join the podcast thank you very much all right say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill